0: Stay up, stay yeah. Yeah. till it like i am oh day's been sunny but the fall class class coming in, oh, i up, I've
1: been up, mm-hmm. Hey guys, we're back for episode 90. And we're plowing through these episodes uh, this, this season, and we're getting them out to you relatively quicker than usual, with, uh, unlike our usual cadence. And it's also much easier these days when I'm recording some, uh, most of these episodes by myself without Corey and uh, uh, Dee around. But they'll be back again for um, future episodes. It's just with their podcast channel and working on Status Network, the two of them both now, um, it's just much easier to facilitate these things alone but I probably have on some more guest uh hosts in the future uh like my other fun partner Kyle Forkey, uh other industry people that I've been friends with for some time I'm just really remixing it up this season and bringing on some like new type of voices um so that being said you know we're going to be speaking to a gentleman from the team of Superfluid today which is loosely but semi affiliated with Connects given that they you know kind of building on that ecosystem you know in in some small way um, so it made sense to bring them on and into this, you know, kind of cohort for this season. Uh, but also just was, when I asked Garjun, I was like, yeah, who who's working with the Connects ecosystem rather adjacent to it that I should kind of like learn about? So Superfluid was was one of the first ones that he mentioned. So glad to have uh, the team here on uh, the show today. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just uh, start the flow with uh, having him explain to us who he is, uh, where he's from, and before we start digging into Superfluid and what it is that the project that they're working on is, work, is seeking to accomplish. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, hey, uh, Stephen, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm um, I'm from the Superfluid team. I'm one of the founders. Uh, my name's Francesco. I'm uh, originally Italian. I've been uh, traveling the world, uh, working remotely for the past uh, five years, I think, uh, since I started working in crypto. Um and uh, yeah, I guess six years now is 2017 when I started. and uh, since about three years ago, I've been working uh, full time on Superfluid, which was the company we started. And uh, I guess uh, being single focused is good and bad. Uh, I kind of miss my my previous times of uh, you know uh, being able to build whatever I wanted. Nowadays, I have to I have to work uh, on Superfluid. but uh, yeah, been in the space for a long time, very excited about uh, being through my second bear market now. And uh, you know, uh, reliving the pains of the first one, and uh, yeah, see if we can uh, if we can get superfluid to to fly in the next bull market.
1: Well, I want to say just welcome to your second bear market. Uh, sure. We're we're all just <laughs> rep- we all repent for our sins every two and a half to three years. <laughs> so, 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 and I make I make the joke all the time. I was like, you hang around in crypto long enough. And then you end up in the red, and you have to evangelize yourself back to black. <laughs> it's either that you evangelize and you show your way back to black, or you build something. <laughs> the right, the right way to go is to always just build something. So that 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 being said, friend, let's 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 talk a little bit first. On, first, on like a very like high level about like kind of like what is superfluid like kind of seeking to accomplish. Like, what what are you guys' mindset like? Like, what's 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 the vibe going on there?
0: Yeah, so uh, Superfluid is both uh, DeFi protocol and the token standard. And what we do is basically bring along, uh, introduce to the space, I guess, new ways of moving tokens on the blockchain. So if you, if you think of a normal token, you're C20, you know, you're used to it, you know how it works. Um, and what you can do with it is basically move it uh, from A to B right now, right? You can make a transfer. Uh, so I make a transaction on the blockchain, uh, $10 move from my account to your account, right? That's kind of what ERC-20 does, and to a large extent, it's what normal money does too, right? That's kind of how we use money, how we're used to using it. Superfluid, uh, with our token standard, allows you to also stream tokens. And a stream is basically a transfer of money that is not happening in a specific moment, but rather is happening over a period of time from uh, you know when you open a stream until you close it. So for example, with Superfluid, I can make a transaction where Robert is saying, I want to send $100 to Steven. What I do is I say, I want to send a, a dollar, a cent of a dollar a second to Steven. So my transaction gets confirmed on the blockchain. And from that moment forward, uh, my balance will start going down and your balance will start going up. And uh, effectively, I'm paying you every second. And this is happening without any transactions. So you only need to do the first transaction and after that, the money will just flow. Uh, and this is kind of uh, why we we talk about Superfluid as a token standard, which effectively scales uh, payments on chain, because you only need to make one transaction, which means, you know, you could open a stream, leave it open forever, and you basically pay gas once to send money every second for the rest of eternity, right? And literally, Superfluid streams are perpetual. So like, if you leave it open, like we've, we've got streams that have been open since we launched uh, two and a half years ago.
1: Mm. So this actually seems, fam- I think there was there was a similar project working on streaming ETH payments back in the day. Uh, What's his name? Was it Paul Berg? Is that his name, Paul? Yeah. But yeah, tell, tell me a little, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Tell me a little bit about how you guys differ from kind of like architecturally on how people try to do, because I know people try to do like real-time streaming ETH-based payroll for quite some time. Yeah, talk, talk to me a little bit about how that's evolved
0: yeah, of course, of course. So I think what what Sablier did is really, really interesting, really cool. and uh, at the time I did take some issues with uh, with how it was built, but you know it was it was obviously great that somebody did that in the first place, right? And the way Sablier worked is effectively as a user, you would put money in a contract, you would establish a recipient uh, a rate uh, of transfer. But uh, I guess where superfluid is completely different is that we don't require you to define an end date. So with StableAer, you have to define when it starts, when it ends, and you have to put all the money that will be transferred in that period into the contract. In the case of Superfluid, you don't define when the stream will stop. You define how much will be transferred every second, but but you don't define um, how long it will go on for. And the protocol doesn't require you to collateralize beyond a certain point. Like, all you need to do is have enough money for your stream to keep going but you don't need to put in, like imagine you're doing payroll, right? Uh, using Sableyer, you'd have to put in a year of payroll for every employee, right? Or you do maybe six months, but then in six months, you have to make another transaction and put in more money. In the case of Superfluid, you simply set it. Uh, and then as long as your balance doesn't run out, your stream will keep going. And uh, you know that's, that's one difference, which I think is very important. But the other one is that uh, streams and Superfluid are built into the token. And uh, that means that what is changing is your balance. It's like directly your balance that's changing rather than being uh, your um, available balance in a contract which you then have to go and withdraw, right? So in the case of Superfluid, you are getting paid every second. And what that means is you can use that money every second. So for example, uh, you know, I imagine I'm streaming you that that cent a second that we talked about before. You can take that uh, cent a second and stream it to your intern. Right, and because the money is streaming to you every second, you can actually spend it every second, right yeah, you don't like make... yeah. And, and and that means basically with two transactions, right where I stream money to you, one transaction, you stream money to your intern, two transactions, what we have is basically we've created two uh long term financial contracts, right with two transactions that's it, like the money will keep going forever, right so you can think of this as really, really scaling uh, payment technology because it's like it's a recurring payment, but it only recur, it only requires one transaction to happen, mm-hmm. and as a result, uh, you know, you don't need to go and make multiple operations on chain, which is good both for you know gas reasons, but also simply the annoyance of having to do that, and the fact that uh, you know if you have to make an operation, there's always you know um, opportunity cost, there's gas inefficiency, there's capital inefficiency, right? Um, even just uh, like an example I like to uh, pull, up, pull up is, imagine your your rent, right? You're paying your rent on the 31st of the month, but your salary is coming in on the first of the month, right? Then basically you have to pay your rent before you get paid, which means you have to have that money waiting around for a month. And then the next day you receive your salary, right? Mm-hmm. If all of your payments are streamed every second, which is possible using something like Superfluid, then you never have that problem right as you get paid you pay your expenses and you're left with a difference and you never have to have like a, a full month worth of money in your in your account
1: yeah i love this concept because you know again like getting paid in real time but then being able to like parse take that feed and like kind of like turn that hose like elsewhere and kind of put that liquidity so it's like this constant stream so it's like streams turn into rivers and the rivers turn into streams and eventually back into the ocean which is like the like layer one settlement right i like that
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we like to we like to imagine this eventually going into liquidity pools and streaming in and out of liquidity pools. Right. So, you know, we can we can go forever with the water metaphors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that yeah, is awesome. So uh, so so let's talk about like where w- are there any notable projects or anyone that are kind of like utilizing Superfluid in an interesting or novel way? That's kind of worth like mentioning that maybe you didn't expect or you're excited to maybe see how that evolves.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've uh, we've been around for a while. We've seen a ton of uh, very interesting projects come up. Uh, there's one that I'm I'm super bullish on. Actually, it's uh, probably going live in Q3 or Q4. I think probably Q Q4 this year. Uh, it's called Aqueduct. It's a, a streaming AMM. So what it allows you to do is basically stream money into a pool and receive back from that pool a stream of a different token so you can basically swap uh, swap you you can like uh, swap one token for another over time you're you're i think you're muted
1: sorry so if i'm getting if i'm getting paid in eth i can just like swap that out and like have that have that go into a pool and give the actual token that i want instead
0: yeah or or the opposite right because obviously you're in for bull right so if you're getting paid in usdc you can buy uh you can go buy eth for every second right um And that's obviously really cool in of itself, but the way they implemented it is even more exciting to me. uh, Because basically they built this entire AMM with uh, no liquidity. Mm. You know how Uniswap, you have to put money in and then that defines the price, right? Mm. In the case of Aqueduct, the price is defined by the amount of streams that are committed to the pool. Mm. You don't actually put money in the pool, you simply commit streams and then Mm. they're used only when, when required. So the entire AMM, has uh, zero TVL, which is you know, like unheard of. Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, I mean, we we spoke a little bit, uh, you know, earlier about you know how I came across your project, which was through Connext. Um it, And what ways do you guys maybe envision utilizing what they have building there? Because you know, it's, again, like it sounds like you're you're trying to take away the dependency and like and maintain as much like sort of like trustlessness as possible. So maybe talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've been working with the Connects team for ages. Really respect their work. You know, I think. Uh, I've been quite outspoken out there about how um, they are, if anything, the absolutely most honest team in the cross chain space. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've been working with them for a while on bi- basically building a cross chain streaming bridge. So this is fairly complex technology. It requires It's got a lot of uh, a lot of kind of nicks and nacks to it that make it a rather complex thing to to bring to production. But basically, what it would allow us to do. Um, is to open a stream. For example, imagine uh, you know, your, your company's treasury is on mainnet, but your employees want to get paid on Polygon because it's cheaper. So you would be able to, as a company, open a stream on mainnet and have your employees paid on a different network every second. And it would share all the properties of Superfluid. So you make only you only make one transaction, the stream goes on forever, you know, it has no gas costs, um, but it would be be able to basically settle cross-chain. And the way it would work is obviously using Connects to do uh, periodic settlements. So it, for the user, it looks like it's happening every second. Actually, what's happening is that there are two streams, one on each chain. And in between those, there's a bridge, which is uh, basically rebalancing every so often to make sure that there's always enough money on both sides. And the bridge would be built uh, using Connects to do that rebalancing in an efficient and trustless way. So this is kind of the architecture. You know, we've been working with them. It sounds it sounds like we've got it all figured out, but the truth is, there's a lot of failure points. You know, blockchains. Um, let let's say that the number of blockchains that you can actually rely on to not stop working are one right now. So it's very hard to to build something when you know Polygon goes down for four hours, Optimism has an update that takes it down for eight hours. You know, it's very hard to build uh, something that is meant to work every second when you have these kind of uh, problems to deal with, right? So we're still figuring out what the best way to to kind of uh, make it extremely reliable are, uh, and in the meantime, you know, we're we're supporting the Connects team and uh, you know uh, just working with them on our stuff as well. Yeah.
1: So I mean, what's been what's been in one of the more difficult aspects of kind of like working with Superfluid? Has it just been kind of just biding your time and like waiting for what uh, architecturally has made the most sense to date? Like, why hasn't Superfluid existed in other
0: forms prior? Um, I, I think we just had a kind of an original idea, um, and the, the other thing I'd say is that what we're doing is very hard, uh, in a sense. It's not so much hard technically, it's hard to to uh, meme it into existence, right? Uh, and the reason for that is that, and I think uh, you know, there's a lot of parallels out there as well, stuff in crypto that works generally revolves around speculation. So, like, if you look at the most successful projects that are ever about trading or borrowing... There's
1: one of the few things that works in crypto is speculation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true, right? It's the prime... uh, Well, okay, the prime use case was was drugs, but now the second use case... (laughs) Um, If you're not doing drugs or or speculation, then everything else is really hard, you know? And I think we have to give props to the teams out there that are building things that aren't easy. uh, Because long-term, you know, I think... uh, if crypto is to succeed, we have to go beyond those use cases because there's only so many gamblers and speculators out there. Um, but there's a lot of people that need payments, right? Everybody needs payments. Everybody, like everybody, has rent to pay. Everybody has a salary, right? Not everybody needs to swap Dogecoin with leverage, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if if nobody builds that stuff, it's never gonna. We're never gonna transcend the speculation time. Not mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, it, you know, for uh, people like us that are building uh, payments, and you know, people who are building kind of more. Um, let's say, you know, social stuff or all these kinds of use cases where you don't have an immediate financial return. It is so much harder. <laughs> and uh, I'd say that that is the hardest thing. It's getting people excited about something that is not going to make them money. Mm. Mm.
1: What do you think is going of be one of the most popular use cases for superfluid? Like things like, like paying like developer salaries, things like that. Like where do you see it kind of take, like have you seen it taken off?
0: So, far. so we're seeing a ton of interest around our subscription product. So we launched uh, for the first time subscriptions in January with uh, one partner, and uh, they actually quickly racked up uh, 26,000 users streaming to their uh, contract, which was an, an insane result for us, and you know, kind of testament to the fact that our tech scales very well. And then since then, we've uh, started working a lot more on subscriptions and you know, gearing it to all sorts of use cases. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, we came out with, uh, I think, what is the first self-hostable subscription checkout. So you can basically go to this website that we built uh, and um, you know set a few parameters and create this checkout. And then users can you know, go to one of these checkouts and in two clicks start streaming money to you. And that is basically a web-free subscription, which has no dependencies. And you know no fees, and you basically are not paying the you know three to five percent Stripe tax, and you can manage your entire subscription flow on your own, uh, on your own domain, right? Um, we offer an option to upload it to IPFS. You know it's fully open source, and really that's something that's never existed. Like you've never been able to do self-hosted recurring payments, like literally never, right? Uh, Bitcoin obviously was the first time you could do completely self-sovereign payments in the first place, but never. Could you do recurring payments? And I think that's going to be a very big unlocker. You know, for a lot of businesses, using um, an intermediary is uh, is not great, and for some businesses, it's not even an option. Right? Stripe is, doesn't exactly support everyone. And you know, if you're an indie developer with a GitHub repo and you want to accept uh, donations, setting up Stripe is not necessarily what you want to be doing. Right? Um, but accepting crypto has always been a thing and now accepting streams of of, uh, stable coins is also going to be a thing. So definitely recommend everyone to to have a look at that. Uh, We're running a hackathon this month, actually, with with Lens Protocol. So if you build anything using uh, Superfluid and Lens, uh, you can win up to $10,000 in prizes. So that's, you know, super exciting for us. I think what Lens is doing, you know, again, going back to doing things that don't make you money immediately, right? I think what Lens is doing is incredible, because there's no speculation around it. It's purely, you know, wanting to meme into existence uh, a new uh, social platform, right? And we think that uh, one of the most important things uh, with social is making sure that all the money that revolves around it is also uh, web-free. And, you know, that's where I think we can come in and add a a ton of value. So I think uh, applications around social, applications around web-free gaming, uh, those are all going to be pretty big.
1: Is there any? Is there anyone else working on like uh, similar efforts around like like standards um, for like these streaming
0: micropayments Like you are, uh, not that I know of. I mean, again, it's a very unsexy thing to do. Uh, but I think, uh, I think it's
1: sexy, friend. I think it's <laughs> <fair>. okay. <laughs> That's why I have this. Show.
0: I mean, I, I, I thanks, man, but my... <laughs> you know. Um... Okay. Bitcoins, the they're sexier than uh, the money streams, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, n- not that I know of, but, you know, I also, you know, we also don't have any, um, any, uh, you know, obvious kind of uh, fees or anything like that. So there's very little reason to forecast right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd recommend more, you know, try and work with us. I mean, we work with everyone. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have worked with us and can vouch for us. So if you're a developer out there interested in doing anything around subscriptions or streaming payments, uh, yeah, just come work with us.
1: Awesome. So, I mean, before we before we kind of close out of here, because we cover most all the bases. What is what's something that's going to be up and coming for Superfluid? Like, what? How does the audience engage either from a developer standpoint, speculator standpoint? Like, how do people learn more about like this technology? Um, you know, just so they can understand like how it might fit into their life or their ecosystem.
0: Yeah, as I said, I think the subscription checkout is going to be probably the product that most of us are gonna are gonna end up using, right? For one reason or another, you might want to donate to to a you know open source developer, you might want to donate to an influencer that you respect. There might be someone on Lens that is offering uh, you know content only to people subscribing. There's a there's really a ton of uh, things that can be built around open um, and permissionless subscriptions. And that is something that's simply never been possible before. So I think that, that uh you know whether you go look for it or not is something that you're gonna you're gonna experience in your web free journey. But uh, if you want to help accelerate that, definitely you know check out superfluid.finance. You'll find a link to our subscription page, to our checkout builder. Uh, if you're a developer out there and you you build open source code, please, you know, put up a checkout in your in your GitHub profile and let us know. You know, if we use what you're building, we might send you a donation just to, you know, to prove a point. And generally speaking, you know, if, you're, if you want to build anything that will help people in Web3 who build stuff or who create good content to monetize, um, we, we should talk and we should work together. Awesome. Um, do you have any sort of like, contact info for anyone listening that might want to reach out? Yeah, ch- uh, check out superfluid.finance for superfluid, um, at superfluid underscore HQ on uh, Twitter, at superfluid on Lens. Um, and my, my account is at Francesco Renzi A. Um, but you can find me retweeting everything Superfluid puts out. So it's pretty easy to, pretty easy to figure out who I am. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you for coming on the show, Fran. Thanks for this quick and smooth episode. Again, you know, trying to give people a primer on what this next leg up of like interesting primitives that are going to emerge into like the Ethereum, like DeFi space, because again, you know, we've seen, like as you mentioned earlier, we're like Sabler, right? We've seen we've seen interesting version one iterations of lots of these different concepts and ideas, and I think like just just as of recently in the past, maybe year year and a half, the developer experience and you know kind of like the the protocol cohesion has emerged enough amongst the EVM compatible ecosystem where we can kind of really more tightly get more uh, interesting with how we you know deploy like assets and liquidity in crypto, but. Of course, as the regulators continue to like come down and stuff too, like being able to continue to do the novel things that we're interested in crypto in a non-custodial manner is going to be an important part of kind of keeping the lights on through these bear market periods as the regulators come to their senses on things here and there. So, thanks for thanks for doing the hard work for us, and uh, we'll definitely have you guys uh, back sometime in the future once things are uh, appropriately nice and and fluid and uh, you've soaked the ecosystem with all of your goodness. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Um, Definitely looking forward to uh, spraying the ecosystem. (laughs) Thank you. you I really appreciate it. (laughs) You kept that out, by
1: the way. (laughs) No, you had to get one more wet pun in there. It was absolutely necessary. All right, buddy. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We'll definitely have you back.